Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Athopoulos, the Statman, on a Saturday morning, the 8th of July, 2017. It is 10 a.m. in the East, and we are live on Block Talk Radio, coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes, so sit back and enjoy as I take it through the world of sports. A good Saturday morning out there, everybody. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. The weather is clearing up and should be a, a fairly nice weekend in metropolitan New York. Get out there and enjoy. shouldn't be too hot. might be a little humid, but it's July. What do you expect? If you're able to get to the beach, enjoy that as well. We hope you, you're listening as you are on your way or getting ready in the morning. Uh, we are just at about the all-star break and past the halfway point, obviously, in the fantasy baseball season. We're nearing the three-quarter pole and the home stretch. Usually, in fantasy baseball terms, after the All-Star break, that is the home stretch for the final month of the fantasy baseball regular season until you get to the fantasy playoffs. And, of course, uh, from a Major League Baseball perspective, the big All-Star game next week in Miami, and that has uh, fantasy repercussions, and it makes it a three-day week. So some leagues make uh, week 15 kind of a super week with, uh, with week 14 the week before or week 16 the week after. Uh, others leave it as is. We leave it as is in our house league, the first to third league. Uh, we uh, make sure we schedule non-divisional matchups, but still that, does, that may play a, a role where um, you know in three days you might get a good pitching matchup uh, usually teams like to line up their aces coming out of the break, ones who do not participate in the All-Star game. Because even if a, play, if a pitcher pitches on Sunday, the final day, they are ready to go on Friday. So you might see some double-up opportunities if an ace goes on Sunday. And because he would go on Sunday, he would not pitch in the All-Star game uh, because he wouldn't have enough rest. But then he'd be ready to go on Friday. Uh, for yet another start. So it's a chance to get uh, possibly a two-start pitcher in Week 14 who's an ace for you uh, and then also get him a start in Week 15. There are others, maybe ones who pitch in the All-Star game who might go in the weekend, maybe others who are um, good pitchers who are a bit down, further down in the rotation, who might completely miss Week 15 uh, completely. And they might have a two-start week and week 16, but you need to have the pitching depth to battle back beyond that. And that's what makes it, uh, that's what makes week 15 so difficult. Uh, so we have all that. And of course, after, after the all-star break, it becomes all about the trading deadline and that has its own fantasy repercussions. But one thing at a time, all-star break coming up, the home derby will be on Monday night. We're going to go over the home run derby very shortly. And then also uh, the all-star uh, rosters and all-star snubs at this point. We're going to lead off with that in our fantasy focus this week. Then we will take a look back at week 14 and ahead to week 15. Injuries, hot pickups. We've done hitters for injuries and hot pickups quite a bit lately. We're going to start off with pitchers and then go back to hitters as time allows. No two-star pitchers in week 15. And with a lot of the um, pitching rotations up in the air, uh, CBSSports.com did list pitchers for next weekend series. I don't know how um, 
how uh, reliable those numbers are or those those uh, predictions are, but we will give you some ideas in terms of hitting schedules, uh, and uh, you can take a look there. I don't know if you caught our fantasy primer. We uh, we posted it on uh, StatmanSportsOnline.com. Uh, we also have our uh, our fantasy. Uh, Baseball Mid-Season Awards are all Statman team for the month of June. To that recently, you can check that statmansportsonline.com. And, of course, if you're listening live, thanks uh, so much for doing so. Come back early and often. Let us know what you think about the show. If there's something that you want us to include, uh, I'll be happy to try and do that. Uh, you can always uh, contact us on the usual channels, facebook.com slash sports with the Statman. Like us on Facebook. Leave us on you can also uh, post your uh, fantasy question or pro opinion, and uh, you can do that on Twitter, at GStatman. That's G-S-T-A-T-M-A-N. Once again, the website is StatmanSportsOnline.com. We're on live most Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. We'll be on with you next Saturday at 10 a.m. The Saturday after that, we will take our yearly hiatus, which we usually do one week in July as we uh, for the uh, for the week, so we will be on with you, uh, maybe from a from a blog posting perspective, but not with a live podcast. You can uh, listen to the most recent ones, most recent completed podcast, forty five minute uh, uh, podcast versus the thirty minute live feed. Uh, it also has a fifteen minute podcast only version. You can do that either in iTunes, on Stitcher, the Smart Radio app. You can listen in your car through uh, Apple CarPlay if you have the Stitcher app there. And uh, we also link to the latest audio on Facebook and on Twitter. Okay, about five minutes after the hour, let's jump into our fantasy focus for uh, for the week, or uh, yeah, for the week. And let's do take a look at our uh, All Stars for next week, the All Star Game in Miami, and that will be on Tuesday night. Uh, and we'll we'll tackle the home run derby after this, but let's take a look at the uh, fantasy baseball rosters, and we'll go position by position. At catcher, you have in the National League, Buster Posey, Yadier Molina, in the American League, Salvador Perez, and Gary Sanchez. Looking at it from a fantasy perspective, the top, uh, uh, the to- out of the top five catchers, four of those four guys are represented. The only one who I would consider a snub would be JT Realmuto. Uh, he, has, uh, he would be really the second catcher behind Posey, uh, so Yadier Molina got in there, but Molina was a third-best National League catcher, so not a big snub. But Real Muto, though, 303 batting average, 464 slugging, eight homers, 33 RBIs, compared to Gadier Molina, who's batting 266 with a 407 slugging, nine homers, and 38 RBIs. So a little more RBIs, but Real Muto has, uh, has higher numbers in all three of the glamour categories in the slash line categories, batting, batting average on base and slugging. Uh, but no major snub, I would say, as as Molina was the third best catcher up to this point in the National League. Let's take a look at first base of the National League. Ryan Zimmerman, Paul Goldschmidt, Joey Votto in the American League, Justin Smoke, and Yonder Alonso. Uh, in terms of our sp- uh, potential snubs, uh, Anthony Rizzo is right up there. Uh, the top four first basemen are all National Leaguers. Three of them are represented. Votto, Goldschmidt, and Zimmerman. Zimmerman, though, is fourth. Even though he's had a renaissance season, he's had a fantastic year, because he started off so hot, and he won the, I think he won the popular vote, which, um, uh, which gives you the, uh, um, the reason why he was put in there. But Zimmerman starting 
is at the expense of Rizzo making the team. You know, Rizzo got the World Series last year, so really a pretty good consolation prize. But Anthony Rizzo, 264 average, which is low for him, but a 518 slugging, 392 on base, 20 homers, 56 RBIs. Uh, for Zimmerman, 19 homers, which is a little less, but his other numbers are actually better. 335 uh, batting average, 607 slugging. Uh, a little less on base, one less home run. The difference is Zimmerman strikes out a lot more than Rizzo and doesn't walk as much. Zimmerman, 21 walks, 59 strikeouts. Compared to Rizzo, who actually has more walks and strikeouts, 54 walks, 43 strikeouts, adds five stolen bases too. So Rizzo would be the only snub on this list, but Zimmerman was uh, slated to start, was voted to start, so you can't really get him too much on that. American League-wise, Logan Morrison – and Jose Abreu had more points than Justin Smoke. Uh, behind Smoke in the American League, Carlos Santana, Edwin Encarnacion both qualify at first. Eric Hosmer. Um, and uh, beyond that, Yonder Alonso is after that. So Yonder Alonso quite a ways down. Uh, but Oakland might might be in a in a situation where the uh, uh, where, where they may not have enough or may not have a lot of players. In fact. Yonder Alonso is Oakland's lone representative, so there you go. That's why Alonso is there at uh, at first base. Is that the best uh, position? Well, Alonso's having a career year. Uh, he is batting 79 with 19 homers and 42 RBIs. Um, he has a, uh, a slugging percentage of um, uh, he has a slugging percentage of 562, which is which is excellent. But in terms of first baseman, I mean, he's not even in the top dozen in baseball. Logan Morrison really is a major snub here. 264, 24 home runs, 57 RBIs, a 578 slugging percentage. Jose Abreu, no, he only, quote-unquote, has 16 home runs. He has 58 RBIs. Uh, and he's batting 298 with a slugging percentage of 519. Both of those... Uh, from a fantasy perspective, slightly more points than Justin Smoke, but Smoke's having a fantastic year. 294, 23 home runs, 55 RBIs. He deserves to be there. Uh, and uh, beyond that, the only other first baseman would be Alonzo. Uh, so uh, Morrison is the big snub here. Uh, Jose Abreu, also a pretty big snub. Uh, if there are any injuries, look for them to potentially be included. Let's move on to second baseman. And uh, the uh, second baseman who made the team, there are six of them. Or, I'm sorry, seven of them. There may be uh, injury issues with uh, Starlin Castro. Uh, but in the National League, you have Daniel Murphy, DJ LeMayhew, and Josh Harrison uh, among second basemen in the National League. Daniel Murphy is the number one guy, batting 341. D. Gordon, though, he would be a snub. And, of course, being a Miami Marlin with the game in Miami – it's a little uh, head-scratching why he's not there. 298 average, 31 steals and 37 attempts, four triples, uh, and has an on-base of 345. Uh, he is not there. Uh, other second baseman, uh, Jed Jerko, who really qualifies third, not second. I mean, he's mainly a third baseman, not a second baseman, so we, we skip in for that. Josh Harrison, DJ LeMayhew are or, I'm sorry, third and fourth in the National League in a um, in a position that's really dominated by the American League. Uh, Harrison and LeMayhew are on the uh, team. They're actually tied in fantasy points with 188. So the only real snub I can see at this point is D. Gordon. Uh, in the American League, Jose Altuve, Robinson Cano, Starlin Castro, Jonathan. Now, Altuve 
is first. Cano is second among regular second basemen. Jonathan Scope is third. So really, uh, no issue there. Jed Lowry, three more fantasy points in Starlin Castro, who's on the DL and may miss the game. Uh, so Lowry might be added to the team. Uh, you never know. Uh, but Lowry, batting 283 for the year, nine home runs, 32 RBI, slugging 468. Uh, those are a little lower than Castro's numbers. Who has uh, Castro has 12 home runs, 45 RBIs, batting 313, and slugging 486. But Lowry, with uh, three more fantasy points. Once again, it comes down to walks and strikeouts. Castro only 15 walks. Lowry more than twice that. Uh, strikeouts are about even there, and that is the uh, that is the difference. So that is how second base looks. So I would say Gordon. Um, would be a snub. Lowry, not really a snub, but if Castro goes on the DL, that would be the logical replacement. And not only that, because Lowry is uh, an Oakland athletic, that would allow Morrison, if if they did it that way, where Lowry was picked to the team instead of Alonzo, then Morrison could be picked to the team, or Abreu, and those are bigger snubs. Uh, Third base, National League, Nolan Arenado, Jake Lamb, and Justin Turner, all three coming out of the National League West. And uh, Anthony Rendon would be uh, would qualify as a snub. Travis Shaw, Chris Bryant, Matt Carpenter, they all are above Justin Turner. Now, Justin Turner won the final vote. So all of these guys were going to be out anyway. Uh, but looking at the top of the National League, Arenado with 68 RBIs, Jake Lamb with 67 RBIs, uh, both of them slugging right around 550. They deserve to be there, but Anthony Rendon, who's also slugging at 550, also batting 300, just like Arenado, who's batting 302. Rendon, 16 homers, 52 RBIs, and almost as many walks as strikeouts. Uh, Lamb has a ton of strikeouts. Arenado doesn't walk. Rendon is in that middle ground, 45 walks, 46 strikeouts, and uh, definitely a snub there, I would say, Anthony Rendon. Uh, in the American League, Jose Ramirez, Mike Moustakas, and Miguel Sano are your all-stars, uh, however, in fantasy uh, speak, Jose Ramirez, the best third baseman above Arenado, above anyone else, uh, he's having a great year. 332, 16 home runs, 46 RBIs, really turned into quite a player uh, for the Cleveland Indians, and uh, he is definitely deserving of the spot. Um, other and Now, once again, a chock full of talent in the National League for third baseman with Arenado, Rendon, Lamb, Shaw, Bryant, Carpenter, Turner. Um, in the American League, players who have more fantasy points, 200 fantasy points or more at third base. That list is Ramirez, uh, followed by uh, Moustakas, and that's it. So uh, on the list, we have Ramirez and Moustakas. Miguel Sano also gets on this list. Uh, he has um, uh, good numbers, and Marwin Gonzalez has slightly better numbers. So does even uh, Evan Longoria. Um, Longoria only batting 257, not very good. Gonzalez plays all over the diamond. Uh, Sano, though, 20 home runs, 61 RBIs. He already, though, has 118 strikeouts and 293 at-bats, but he's slugging 536. He's, he's batting 277. No real snub there in the American League. National League, I would put Rendon there. Uh, I might also put Shaw and Bryant there as well. Carpenter, not as much, uh, but those are guys who definitely deserved to be in the game and are not at this time. At shortstop, let's take a look at shortstops. In the National League, Zach Cozart, definitely deserving, and Corey Seager in his second year. Uh, looking at the numbers, Trey Turner, uh, who plays shortstop on a regular basis, he, was, he has the most fantasy points of any National League shortstop 
regular shortstop, batting 279, 35 steals and 41 at bats. He's hurt anyway. Wouldn't have made the uh, wouldn't have played in the game, but deserved to make the team. Corey Seager, uh, the top uh, healthy shortstop, and he made the team. Chris Owings uh, did not make the team. And that is, a, that is a bit of a snub. 288 average, slugging 487, having a career year, 12 homers, 49 RBIs. Zach Cozart is third in fantasy points among shortstops, but that's because Cozart was hurt for a little while. He's, he's put together an amazing season. 317 average, 543 slugging for a shortstop. And actually fourth among National League shortstops, Jose Reyes. Can you believe that? Uh, obviously doesn't deserve to make the team batting 213, um, but you can see how thin this position has been in the National League. You have a guy who's hurt now in Turner, a guy who was hurt, so his numbers are lower, in Cozart, and uh, basically Seeger and Owings in the middle. Um, Owings did deserve to make the team, though. In the American League, you have the great triumvirate of shortstops, uh, and actually, and, and then some, um, in the American League, and you're going to have some snubs. So Korea was the top-ranked shortstop in fantasy. Elvis Andrews, snubs. 11 homers, 50 RBIs, 20 stolen bases, a slugging percentage of 473. He will sit it out. Francisco Lindor, third among shortstop, 256. Uh, but he uh, he is there instead of Andrews. Andrelton also snubbed, 285 with 13 steals. And... Uh, Nine home runs. He misses out. Xander Bogarts misses out. 308, six homers, 41 RBIs. When I say the triumvirate American League shortstops, I mean Correa, Lindor, and Bogarts. Uh, Bogarts misses out on that, as well as, as I mentioned, Andrews and Simmons. There are a ton of guys who could make it in the American League, and definitely some snubs there. Uh, at DH, uh, Corey Dickerson is the man uh, in Tampa, and that's, that's the player that we, um, uh, that we picked uh, to be the uh, to be the guy uh, because of his numbers at at the time we filled out our ballot so we did vote for Corey Homer's 41 RBIs hard to argue 60 runs scored season uh, so no no issue there no no uh, uh, nobody really more deserving uh, Nelson Cruz uh, also made the uh, made the team uh, 297 average 16 homers 68 RBIs actually had uh, uh, some more uh, fantasy points than Corey Dickerson. Uh, pulled, he had only seven more fantasy points, so there's uh, um, uh, really not much of a difference, but uh, he, uh, Cruz also made the all-star team. Um, let's look at outfielders, and there's uh, a ton to uh, to talk about here as, as we have 14 total, um, and in the National League, six of them, Harper, Ozuna, Bellinger, Conforto, the lone Met representative, Enciarte, and Stanton. Uh, of course, two Marlins there could be a reason why uh, Mar- or why uh, D. Gordon didn't get the uh, didn't get the nod. Uh, but among National League outfielders, this is where it uh, this is how they're ranked: Charlie Blackman, Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, who is uh, a snub, even though, because he started off so poorly, he wasn't getting the votes early on. But he had a tremendous June where he batted over 400. Uh, but he did not make it. Chris Bryant also qualifies in the outfield. He did not make it either. Uh, Marcelo Zuna made it. Giancarlo Stanton made it. Uh, Adam Duvall, you could say he's a snub, 283, 20 homers, 61 RBIs. By the way, McCutcheon's number is 295, 16 and 49, 526 uh, slugging percentage. And Chris Bryant, 271, 18 homers, 38 RBIs, a 534 percentage, and a 397 on base. Uh, all of that uh, did not help. 
Uh, Enciarte was the next uh, ranked outfielder. Jay Bruce, 262 average, 530 slugging, 22 home runs. Um, uh, missed missed the cut there. Cody Bellinger, who had fewer fantasy points, he made it. So uh, some potential snubs. The biggest ones, McCutcheon, Bryant uh, snubbed twice. Duvall, Bruce, those are guys who could have made it. Um, Eric Thames, a two forty five batting average after a scalding hot April, did not make the team uh, or has not made it yet. I also missed out on Charlie Blackman. He did make the team, and he was the top-ranked uh, fantasy outfielder. So actually, there were seven. Blackman, Harper, Ozuna, Bellinger, Conforto, and Ciarte. And Stanton, Conforto did not deserve to be on this list. He was good early, a right-in candidate early, but he uh, fizzled and got hurt as well. Uh, Bellinger's numbers aren't as uh, aren't as good. Uh, his home runs are unmistakable. He's a rookie, uh, you know. He, it, but he could qualify at first. But um, uh, really, that's that's the snub situation among National League outfielders. American League outfielders: Mookie Betts, Aaron Judge, George Springer, Michael Brantley makes the team. Avisail Garcia makes the team. Mike Trout, he's hurt. He won't play. Justin Upton uh, also making the team. So, who are the snubs? Uh, ranked in American League among American League outfielders is Betts, Judge, the only two outfielders over 300 fantasy points at this point, and Judge has now set the Yankees and Joe DiMaggio, uh, and Judge has an outside chance. Well, not really. Uh, he'd need to hit four home runs uh, today and tomorrow, a total of today and tomorrow, uh, in order to get the rookie home run record by the break. But he has 30, and um, he's there. So Betts, Judge, Springer. Um, followed by Brett Gardner, who is a snub. Even though he's only batting .258, uh, he has 15 home runs and 40 RBIs. Uh, Josh Reddick, .314 average, missed some time as well. Nine homers and 41 RBIs. Andrew Benatendi did not make the team. .285, 12 homers, 51 runs batted in. Melky Cabrera did not make the team in favor of Avisail Garcia, his teammate. But Melky Cabrera was more deserving, .290. 10 homers, 51 RBIs. Lorenzo Cain didn't make it. Chris Davis of Oakland didn't make it. He only has he only 47 up to this point, but slugged 594 homers, 60 RBIs. Um, so quite a few uh, snubs there among outfielders. Um, meanwhile, uh, Justin Upton, nowhere to be found on this leaderboard. Uh, he He's even further below Chris Davis even though his numbers are pretty good. He's slugging 270, um, but does not have the counting stats. It has a ton of strikeouts. That's a big problem. Uh, but he makes the team anyway. So Garcia and Upton are questionable ads. Michael Brantley as well, but Michael Brantley's been hurt. Um, uh, however, guys left off who are definitely deserving um, are Brett Gardner and also Andrew Benatendi. Melky Cabrera, Lorenzo Cain, Chris Davis, those are just some of the snubs. So uh, quite a few there. Uh, you're going to have snubs every year, no matter no matter how you do it, especially when you need to make uh, allowances for every single team to be represented. Looking at the, uh, looking at the pitchers, uh, let's look at the National League first. Um, they have uh, 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 Zach Grinke, uh, Clayton Kershaw, Carlos Martinez, uh, Robbie Ray, Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and Alex Wood. Uh, Wood is a replacement for uh, uh, for Kershaw, I believe. Looking at the fantasy ranking, Scherzer, Scherzer Kershaw, uh, Grinky, Wood is actually uh, fourth among uh, uh, fantasy 
starters in the National League. Strasburg, Ray, all these guys are right in line. Gio Gonzalez did not make it. Jacob deGrom hasn't made it. Uh, They are both ahead of Carlos Martinez. uh, And Jimmy Nelson would be the next guy on the list. But uh, really, it's hard to argue. Um, You know, who who, who would... uh, uh, who, who makes the team there among starters? Rom are the only ones who can really lay a claim. In the American League, starters, uh, that would be uh, Chris Archer, Hugh Darvish, Michael Fulmer, Dallas Keuchel, um, also Corey Kluber, Lance McCullers, and uh, Chris Sale, Irvin Santana, Luis Severino, Jason Vargas. Those are your American League starters. Among uh, fantasy rankings, Chris Sale is at the top followed by Irvin Santana, who had a tremendous start to the year and has already won 10 games. Corey Kluber, Jason Vargas, Dallas Keuchel, who's on the DL. Carlos Carrasco would be a potential snub. 10-3, 3.44 ERA, 108 whip. Then Chris Archer's Lance McCullers, Michael Fulmer, Hugh Darvish, uh, Luis Severino. And uh, the next guy on that list would be Marcus Stroman, who you can make a claim for, 8-5, 3-4-2 ERA, 1.26 whip, uh, over 200 fantasy points there. Uh, James Paxton, Pomerantz, and those are the top-ranked uh, players. So really um, no major snubs since uh, all the guys that we mentioned earlier are at the top of the list. Uh, let's uh, let's take a look quickly at relievers. Uh, in the National League, Davis Brown. And who is the Padres representative? Greg Holland, Kenley Jansen, Corey Knable, Pat Neshek. Uh, those are your uh, relievers. Now, Neshek, the lone Phillies representative. Uh, but among relief pitchers, let's take a look at who the best uh, were, are in the National League. Jansen, Holland, uh, Knable. Uh, Felipe Rivero deserves some extra mention. He only has five saves, so he's been able to do it uh, without getting those points for saves. But still, among relievers, eighth in baseball. Um, he has a .78 ERA and a .72 whip. Definitely worth it. Russell Iglesias also uh, would be a potential snub there. Jim Johnson of the Braves, even though he has an ERA of 4.23, he has 19 saves, he's 6-1. and one. Um, Not really a snub, I would say. I would say Rivera and Iglesias, definitely bigger snubs, but they all have more points than Wade Davis. Uh, so uh, that is uh, something there. In the National League, uh, relievers, Dellen Betances, Chris Davinsky, um, Craig Kimbrell, Brandon Kinsler, and Andrew Miller, and also Roberto Osuna. Uh, those are the relievers. Uh, looking at the American League numbers, Kimbrell is the top-ranked reliever in all of baseball, followed by, in the American League, Roberto Osuna, Brandon Kinsler, Chris Davinsky, Andrew Miller, Brad Brock, he could be a potential snub there. 2.65 ERA, 15 saves and 19 attempts after taking over for Zach Britton, who was hurt. Alex Colomay, uh, also a potential snub. 23 saves at 3.99 ERA, though. That's a bit high. Um, Ken Giles, a 3.45 ERA. Cody Allen, 16 saves and 17 attempts at 2.70 ERA. Uh, they all have uh, uh, more uh, fantasy points uh, than... Um, I believe uh, Dellen Patances, Dellen Patances, who who has an eighth inning role to, uh, for the most part this year, uh, but definitely uh, more deserving relievers than Patances uh, at uh, at this point. So those are the uh, snubs, and quite a few of them 
in uh, in Major League Baseball for the All-Star Game. We have 27 minutes after the hour. Let's jump right in to our weekly best for last week, and then we have injuries and hot pickups. We're going to focus on pitchers. Uh, no two-star pitchers, and in terms of the uh, hitting notes, you know, you tend to look at uh, which teams are going to be playing at hitters' ballparks or pitchers' ballparks. Well, Colorado is going to be on the road at City Field coming out of the break. Uh, also, Arizona will be all on the road in Atlanta, but Atlanta plays like a hitters' ballpark, so that might be a good idea for uh, Arizona hitters. Uh, in terms of uh, pitching pitchers' uh, ballparks, San Diego will host the Giants. You probably want to avoid uh, both hitters uh, there. Uh, also, uh, in pitchers' ballparks, Seattle's going to be in Chicago uh, to play the White Sox, so Seattle's pitchers' ballpark is not going to be uh, an issue. The Dodgers will be on the road in Miami. That is a pitchers' ballpark as well, so something to think about uh, when, when you're thinking of activating your fringe fantasy leaguers uh, for the Dodgers or the, uh, or the Marlins. Uh, those are the big ones. Uh, Baltimore Orioles are home against the Cubs. That might be some tough, uh, tough sledding coming right out of the break. As according to CBSSports.com, uh, they, the uh, uh, Orioles will get Arietta, uh, Montgomery, and Lester coming out of the break. Not sure if that uh, uh, will actually happen, but uh, we shall see. Um, good hitting matchups. Washington's going to be in Cincinnati, which is a hitter's ballpark, and Cincinnati's uh, starting pitching not very good. Um, the uh, uh, the Brewers will be home to the Phillies. That is also a very good one, uh, a good matchup there. Uh, Cleveland will be in Oakland, which is a pitcher's park, but Oakland has a lot of problems in their starting pitching staff, so uh, might not be too bad for Cleveland. Maybe if you have a speedster um, that is a fringe starter, that might be a good spot there. So those are some hitting notes for you heading into week 15. Okay, let's uh, as we go to our podcast-only version, we're going to take a look back at week 14. You can listen to the entire episode uh, in a number of places, iTunes, Stitcher, and, of course, our Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com slash Sports with the Statman to like us on Facebook and listen to our latest audio. Thanks so much for joining us on our live feed. Now onto the podcast-only version as we uh, have 45 minutes total, 30-minute live feed, 15-minute podcast-only version, and we're glad you can be with us on this beautiful Saturday morning in metropolitan New York City. Uh, we uh, look back on the last seven days, the first seven days of July, July 1st through the 7th, and uh, we're going to look at, uh, at all players and the best fantasy hitter of the week, Jose Ramirez. As we mentioned, he's put together an unbelievable season, 47 fantasy points for the week, four homers, 10 RBIs, and a 448 batting average, 13 for 29. At eight runs scored, slugged an even thousand. What a week for Jose Ramirez. At number two, George Springer of the Houston Astros. He batted even better, 14 to 29. That's a 500 batting average, 964 slugging percentage, three homers, eight RBIs, a couple of stolen bases as well. Mookie Betts, number three on the list, tied with And Santana's numbers are uh, better. Jose Altuve also tied for third at 37 fantasy points. So, Santi- uh, I'm sorry, Domingo Santana of the Milwaukee Brewers gets a number three spot. Jose Altuve at number four. Mookie Betts at number five, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Domingo Santana bet a 520 for the week, 13 of 25, a homer, six RBIs, uh, slugged 760, on-base percentage of 581. So that is a uh, an OPS of 1341. Jose Altuve was 27. That's a 481 batting average, a homer, seven RBIs, four steals, and five attempts. His OPS was at 1184. And Mookie Betts only batted 194 for the week, but still was good enough 
to be among the top five and really tied for third among fantasy, uh, fantasy hitters for the week. He batted 194. He was 6 for 31, but scored nine runs, two homers, nine RBIs, three steals, and three attempts. Slugged 452. His OPS was 758. Top local would be Mookie Betts. And among pitchers, the top fantasy pitcher for the past week, Rich Hill of the, of the L.A. Dodgers. He had two quality starts, one win, one no decision. At 14 innings, he allowed one earned run, six hits, one walk, and 20 strikeouts. A whip of 0.5. He had 62 fantasy points. At number two, former Dodgers, Zach Greinke of the Arizona Diamondbacks, 2-0. Two quality starts, let up two earned runs in 14 innings, seven hits allowed, one walk, 15 strikeouts. He had 59 points. Cole Hamels, former Philly, now Texas Ranger. Two wins and two quality starts, uh, 14 in the third innings. He allowed two earned runs on five hits, only five hits, one walk, and 12 strikeouts, 58 fantasy points there. Max Scherzer was fourth, tied with Carlos Carrasco. We actually give Carrasco the edge because he had two wins in his two starts, lower ERA, 1.93. He had 51 points. Scherzer, 2.45 ERA, but more strikeouts, 22 compared to 18 in two-thirds more innings pitched. And Scherzer had a better whip, 0.75 compared to 1.07 for Carrasco. But we give Carrasco the edge, fourth fourth star, Scherzer the fifth star. All five of those guys with two game starts. But the top three all had this in common. They had one walk and two starts. Hill, Grinke, and Hamels combined for three walks and 47 strikeouts. Also a 5-0 and record. Um, but... Uh, the best one-star pitcher for the week, Clayton Kershaw. No runs on two hits in seven innings, two walks, 11 strikeouts in his win. He had 36 fantasy points. Our top reliever, that belongs to Brendan Marr of the San Diego Padres. Three saves and three attempts, three innings, no runs, one hit, no walks, four strikeouts. A great week for a beleaguered uh, closer whose ERA is at 5.77 for the year. And San Diego has Brad Hand, who's more of a left-handed, well, he's left-handed, but he's more of a one-out one guy. Um, but Marr has 18 saves, and the only reason why he does is he really has no competition for the role. But he had a great week, and um, he might be on your uh, fantasy team. And In fact, with, uh, uh, with his poor numbers, he's still owned in 45% of CBSSports.com links because he gets the saves. But I'd rather have a good eighth-inning guy than a bad closer, even though uh, this was a good week for Brendan Maurer. Uh, the top local, well, that belongs to um, Chris Sale of the, uh, actually a tie, Chris Sale of the Boston Red Sox, who you expect to see on this list, Nick Pavetta on the Philadelphia Phillies, who you don't expect. Chris Sale, 2.57 RA. Same with Pavetta. Both had 14 innings. The difference is Chris Sale had 23 strikeouts compared to 13 for Pavetta. Sale did lose one of his two starts. One of them was not quality. Pavetta, quality starts, was 1-0 with a no decision and allowed only six hits in 14 innings compared to 11 Sale in the same amount of time. Uh, let's take a look now at injuries heading into week 15, the last couple of days of week 14. Of course, the All-Star break and then the three-day week 15, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And let's take a look at the latest pitching injuries. Edinson Volk has a knee injury for him. He was put on the DL. Uh, he uh, retroactively can come off uh, next weekend. Um, doesn't look like it's a severe in- injury, and uh, uh, he may line up still for a Week 15 start. Um, so it's possible he he may really not miss much time. Brendan Finnegan on the DL again with a shoulder injury. He went underwent right shoulder surgery. It's his non-throwing shoulder. He's a left-handed pitcher. Um, 
he was hurt in a fall off the field and um, not sure if he will even come back uh, the rest of the year. So he, he, he made three starts uh, and then was hurt, made a start at the uh, end of June, and he may be done for the year. That's possible. Matt Shoemaker, forearm injury, should return in, uh, in, well, he may return in August or maybe longer. He had a cortisone shot in his forearm. Uh, he, he will be shut down for the next week to 10 days. So um, not sure what's going to happen after that, but they're saying at least August for Matt Shoemaker of the Angels. Uh, Jarrell Cotton of the Oakland A's, especially in deep leagues where he might be um, a good uh, future speculation candidate. He is in the major leagues, not having a good year, uh, but he has promised uh, he should be back in the rotation after the All-Star break. He has a finger injury, a blister issue, and uh, uh, so they put him on the DL. Once again, this is a situation where if you don't need a pitcher uh, today or tomorrow, you can put him on the DL and really only lose him for next weekend series. Uh, so you're going to see that quite a bit. Daniel Norris of the uh, Detroit Tigers, mild groin strain. He's on the DL, missed a couple of weeks, uh, and he has had a tough year as well, 5.29 ERA, 1.67 whip. John Lackey, a foot injury, he's on the DL. Uh, plantar fasciitis, that is the uh, diagnosis, um, but uh, uh, he may not miss a start. So um, so he may pick up completely where he left off next weekend in Baltimore uh, as uh, uh, the Cubs pitching staff is trying to figure it out. But uh, Lackey not listed for next weekend, but he might uh, take Mike Montgomery's uh, spot, it's possible, next weekend. Uh, 5-2-0 ERA for him this year. Um, we talked about Andrew Triggs last week. It's looking like he will... Uh, he will miss a significant amount of time. He'll be out at least until August, and uh, they, he has a hip injury. Not sure. He may be done for the year. That is entirely possible. Eduardo Rodriguez continues to have his uh, knee injury and coming back. Rehab start one more in Pawtucket on Sunday. If things go well, he may rejoin the team after the break. Uh, Hyun Jin Ryu, after looking pretty good in his 13 starts this year, even though he had a 3-6 record, some of it was hard luck. Um, he was put on the DL with a uh, with a foot injury, no structural damage. That's what was shown by the X-rays. But they are uh, uh, putting him on the DL. He's eligible to come off tomorrow, um, but uh, he will get the All-Star break to heal. They'll try and figure out uh, what will happen. Ross Stripling uh, will uh, was was brought in uh, to take his spot, if not in the rotation, in on the pitching staff. Robert Gesellman still coming back from a hamstring injury. Um, and uh, should return after the All-Star break. But uh, right now, Rafael Montero is taking his spot in the rotation. And by the way, if you're a Mets fan and you think of Bartolo Colon after he was released by the Braves, might be someone the Mets could bring back. Well, keep dreaming because he signed with the Minnesota Twins. Now, remember, Bartolo Colon is almost 44 years old. He's really at the end of the line, trying to hang on to get that all-time wins record by a Dominican pitcher, trying to surpass Juan Marichal. He's eight wins shy of that. He wants to go to a place where he can start every fifth day and maybe get that elusive World Series ring and felt the Twins were a better bet than the Mets at this point. Could be partially because of the division that the Twins play in versus where the Mets play right now. Uh, it's a stronger division in the National League East with Washington there. Uh, Shasi Iwakuma, Brandon McCarthy, Dallas Keuchel continues to be on the DL, Danny Salazar, Kendall Graveman all uh, hurt. Uh, Keuchel trying to toss off the mound 
for the weekend or over this weekend to see what happens. But he will miss the All Star game. Obviously, will need to go on a rehab assignment. He has been out for over a month. Uh, Dallas Keuchel has a neck injury. Uh, also, uh, Jared Eikhoff, Kyle Hendricks, Chase Anderson, uh, all looking to uh, uh, come back from injuries. Madison Bumgarner. Uh, rehab start in single-A San Jose was hit pretty hard, very hard. Uh, nine runs on nine hits in four innings. But, you know, when you're in a rehab assignment, you're just trying to get right. You're trying to throw strikes. You're working on certain things. Uh, but Bumgarner is still looking to try to uh, – he has one more rehab start. on the, It should be uh, tomorrow or uh, Monday, and then he will come back to the team over the weekend. That is the plan at this point. So those are the starting pitching injuries. Let's take a look at hot pickups. For starters, and Trevor Cahill getting a lot of love uh, as he has now come back uh, with one start, and he you know, he didn't allow an earned run in four and a third innings to Cleveland. Um, but for the year, now his ERA is down to 2.96 pitches in a pitcher's ballpark. Uh, the problem with Trevor Cahill, though, uh, has been you know lo- fairly low strikeouts and. It's just not not really quality pitching, but he's put that together this year. He only has eight starts, small sample, but 55 strikeouts and 45 and two-thirds innings. That's that's better than expected. He's available in medium-sized leagues. Uh, Also, Luis Castillo of Cincinnati, uh, nine walks and 16 in the third innings, and a very small sample size, but 22 strikeouts, and he's had three starts. He has not lasted six innings in either in any of them. He goes today in Arizona in the rarefied air against Taiwan, Taiwan Walker. So it uh, could be interesting to see. He's already picked up in 25% of CBSSports.com leagues. That will move up to 39%. So people are really hopping on the Luis Castillo train, available in medium-sized leagues. I would wait and see just another week on him. Mike Clevenger, another medium-league ad. So is Scott Feldman. Ian Kennedy, a shallow-league ad. Mike Fultonevich, another shallow-league ad. As he was owned in 52%, he's going to move up to 62%. He has an ERA of 3.77 and 16 starts. Um, he has pitched much better lately. He's allowed 300 runs in his last 14 innings, and he's won his last three starts. Uh, so Fulton Evich doing a, a good job for the Braves, a 25-year-old right-hander. Um, also, in let's give you a couple of deep league options. Adalberto Mejia of the uh, Twins, um, he lasted seven innings. That's the longest he's lasted in a start this year, three runs, nine hits against the Angels, and won that start. He goes today against Wade Miley at home against Baltimore for the year in 12 starts, 4-3-2 ERA, and only 58 innings. So he's averaging under five innings a start. So uh, he needs to stretch it out a little bit. Also, Andrew Moore of the Seattle Mariners, uh, he has uh, two starts under his belt, 3-6-0 ERA, has not walked a batter in 15 innings. That is very nice. 23-year-old right-hander, and he's making his major league debut over the last couple of starts. in both games, he, he lasted a while. It helps when you don't walk anyone. It helps your pitch count. Uh, three runs on six hits and seven innings against Detroit. Three runs on five hits and eight innings against the Royals. He pitches today at home, or tonight, I should say, uh, and that is against Josh Smith of Oakland. So he, he will go up against the A's, and um, 